Today on the newscast, did Russia target Israel with anti-aircraft missiles over Syria? Major developments get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. We've got a major update on that Israeli air raid in Syria on Friday night, May 13th, and it involves Russia. Now, we broke down that raid and why it was so important on yesterday's newscast. If you missed it, check it out here in our archives. Here is a very quick review before we get into those new details involving Russia. Friday night, May 13th, as I mentioned, Israeli fighter jets targeted underground sites in northwestern Syria in an area known as Masayaf. Now, the Iranian regime militias loyal to it in tandem with the Assad regime in Syria uh, operates these underground sites. Apparently the sites that were completely destroyed were leading into tunnels and who knows where those tunnels were leading, perhaps into a chemical research lab. Uh, an organization or a company in Israel called ImageSat International provided the satellite images showing that these underground sites, again, were completely destroyed by Israeli fighter jets. But that's not all. The Syrian military was there and they fired anti-aircraft missiles at Israeli fighter jets. They missed, which is pretty much the MO of the Syrian military over the past several years as Israel has carried out hundreds of airstrikes against Iranian and Hezbollah assets in that country. So we knew, as we posted yesterday's newscast here on the channel, that the Syrian military fired at Israeli fighter jets during that, during that raid. This is nothing new. But a new wrinkle, a very important new wrinkle, emerged after we posted yesterday's newscast. In what could be a massive and very troubling development, Israel's Channel 13 TV network reported yesterday that Russia also opened fire against Israeli fighter jets last Friday night during the tail end of that air raid now, Channel 13 reports that the S-300 anti-aircraft missile system was used against those Israeli fighter jets. Why is that significant? Well, Russia has provided the Assad regime in Syria with that system, but only Russian forces are permitted to fire it. Uh, Assad soldiers cannot put their hands on that S-300 anti-aircraft missile system. Only Russian forces may operate that system. That means that if Channel 13, what they reported is correct, and that S-300 anti-aircraft missiles were indeed fired at Israeli fighter jets, that means Russian forces were manning those systems and firing the missiles. Now, they apparently could not lock, according to Channel 13's report, they were not able to lock on or lock into those Israeli fighter jets, thankfully, but folks, if this is confirmed, and we don't have comment yet from Israel or Russia, and I'm not sure we will, but if there is some kind of further confirmation on this report uh, from Israel's Channel 13, which is a credible source, then we have a major problem here. We've been documenting here in the newscast time and time again over the past few months how the relationship between Israel and Russia is unraveling before our eyes. Now, things started to go south, of course, in a major way when Russia invaded Ukraine back in late February. But as far back as last summer here on the Watchman newscast, we were reporting that 
Russian military officials, Russian diplomats, were increasingly criticizing Israel over its airstrikes in Syria against Iranian assets there and Assad regime assets at times. Folks, remember, Vladimir Putin's regime is aligned in Syria with Israel's greatest enemies, whether it is the Iranian regime, Hezbollah, the Assad regime. By the way, uh, the Putin regime also hosted Hamas in Moscow not too long ago. We reported that here in the newscast as well. So again, Vladimir Putin is aligned with Israel's greatest enemies at Israel's doorstep in Syria. So all that said, this should really come as no surprise. We have cautioned here in the newscast now for months that this day was coming. If this report from Channel 13 is indeed true, it should not be a surprise that Russia has said, perhaps, or at least is trying to send a signal to Israel that enough is enough and we won't allow you much longer to operate freely in Syria. Remember, there are thousands of Russian troops in Syria right now, again, fighting shoulder to shoulder and aligned with the Iranian regime and Hezbollah, aligned with terrorist forces at Israel's doorstep, terrorist forces who are committed to the destruction of the state of Israel. So to say that Israel can't really trust Russia is a bit of an understatement. And now Vladimir Putin needs Iran. He needs Assad more than ever, increasingly isolated, of course, on the world stage due to the Ukraine invasion. But Assad, the Iranian regime, have stuck by him through thick and thin. Uh, he needs friends right now. He needs allies. And when he, when he looks at those forces in Syria, he sees friends in the form of Bashar al-Assad and the Iranian regime. Add to that the tensions surrounding not only Syria, uh, but Jerusalem, where Russia has demanded control of a church in Jerusalem's old city, to the comments by Russia's foreign minister, a man very close to Vladimir Putin, Sergei Lavrov, a few weeks ago, who said Adolf Hitler was Jewish and the worst anti-Semites are Jews, made some very, very repugnant comments, and there was more to it coming out of his foreign ministry. Now, Israel says that Vladimir Putin apologized for those comments in a phone call with Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, but the Kremlin denied that Putin apologized. This all adds up to a very, very tense situation. And then you have what we had reportedly uh, last Friday night, May 13th. Where do things go from here? And we'll get into the prophetic implications in a second. Where do things go from here? If this report is indeed true, then Israel will act with caution going forward. They will continue to target Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria, no doubt. Israel cannot allow the Iranian regime to use Syria as a transit point to ship advanced weapons into the hands of Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, in particular those precision-guided missiles, PGMs for short, that we've talked so much about here on the newscast. Uh, the Israeli military considers, obviously next to Iran's nuclear weapons program, the PGM threat perhaps the as perhaps the greatest threat facing the Jewish state today. So they're not going to allow Iran to send those weapons through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah, number one. And number two, they're not going to allow Iran to continue its drive to Israel's border along the Golan Heights. It's not happening. It's a red line that Israel will not allow Iran to cross. Are we at that moment 
where Vladimir Putin, uh, egged on, no doubt, by his good friends in Tehran and Damascus, is saying, Israel, no more. Were these almost warning shots last Friday night that were fired by those S-300 anti-aircraft systems uh, against Israel saying, we're losing patience, enough is enough. If and when that happens, and I believe a day is coming when that will eventually happen, even though when I speak to Israeli officials, both current and former, they say, look, we've got an agreement with Russia, we have an understanding, they call it the deconfliction mechanism, there's an understanding here that Russia doesn't get in our way and we give them a heads up before we strike in Syria, but as tensions increase between Russia and Israel on a variety of fronts, those days could be dwindling. And Israel will, again, I mentioned it's a red line. The PGMs, the Iranian presence at Israel's doorstep. Uh, Israel will find, no doubt, other ways uh, to get around Russia and still strike at Iran in Syria because it is an existential threat that Israel cannot live with. What does this all mean prophetically? I mentioned that at the top. Well, of course, the War of Gog and Magog, which is laid out by the prophet Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39 in the book of Ezekiel, is very clear that a day is coming where I believe we will see a great betrayal by Russia against Israel. Will Vladimir Putin be at the helm of Russia at that time? We don't know. His health apparently right now uh, is not doing very well. He's almost 70 years old. If Russia continues to flounder in their campaign in Ukraine, he's weakened in that regard. So will Putin be at the helm? Perhaps. Perhaps it's someone after him. But I believe that although Israel and Russia have maintained pretty good relations over the past few decades, that a day is coming where there will be a betrayal and Russia will lead that latter days. Ezekiel calls it a latter days confederation against Israel. Iran will be part of that confederation. No surprise there, considering the geopolitical situation right now in the Middle East where Russia and Iran are closely aligned. I believe there is a very good chance Turkey will also be a part of this alliance. Sounds very scary, and it is, but here's the good news. Uh, Ezekiel is very clear, and God speaking through Ezekiel is very clear that this latter days invasion force meets its end on the mountains of Israel when God directly inter intervenes in the affairs of men publicly for the whole world to see in a way that he hasn't in 2,000 years. It will be undeniable that this is the hand of God that defeats and completely decimates this invasion force that comes against his land in the latter days. Will people deny that it was God? Yes, they will. But uh, to anyone with uh, faith and with common sense, they will see this indeed was the Lord God Almighty who won the victory for Israel. So that day is coming. Are we seeing the initial stages of it? Are the seeds being planted? I believe they very well may be. I'm not saying this is coming tomorrow or next week. Maybe it's 10 years from now, 5 years, 15 years. Only God knows. But I am saying that a day is coming uh, where this Ezekiel war will come to pass. Uh, the Bible has a 100% accuracy rate. When it comes to prophecy, much of the Bible is prophecy, and this is one that has not been fulfilled yet. So stay tuned, stay in prayer. We will continue to follow this very closely, and we will monitor to see if Russia or Israel has anything to say about this Channel 13 report about Russian anti-aircraft fire, potentially, against Israeli fighter jets last Friday night. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the newscast. Tomorrow... 
We will go further on this. We will have a live stream from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, so be sure to join us then and bring your questions for our Q&A session. Until then, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.